In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, uh, Palm Sunday is an interesting day in, in the Episcopal Church. I say this year after year, but it's, but it's a real important. It's, on the one hand, um, we, we jump very quickly from the triumph of, of Jesus uh, at the very beginning of the service. And by the time we move into the readings, after all glory, Lord, not we're already into uh, Good Friday. Fairly Monday, Thursday, and leading into Good Friday, that end of the week, and the crucifixion. How, how quickly we go from... Uh, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Hosanna. To away with him. Away with him. Crucify him. Crucify him. And for a good long time, uh, I thought this was, this, this service is set up sort of as a uh, because of the busyness of the world today, that, that people can't come out uh, on, on weekday services. They can't come out Thursday and Friday and, and to get to Easter. So it's, it's a way to make sure that people can get the whole entire experience of, of Holy Week until we, until we get to Easter. Um, and there's probably some truth in that. But I think, but I think moreover, I've grown to see this service as just how fast things change. Just how fast it is that, that we can go from you are the king to you are horrible. I mean, we see it in sports quickly all the time, how, how um, in, in football especially, how our team can be great one moment, and then we boo them when something happens the very next moment. And then if they come back and win, then they're the greatest of all time. Uh, but, but here we have um, Jesus achieving, it for his time especially, one of, one of the, the great things that the kings and rulers and soldiers and generals um, all sort of, all sort of long for a parade, a tribute, and and in the culture of Jesus, and that in that time of, of uh, you know, for a good long time, in with the Romans and uh, probably the Greeks before that too, but especially in Roman culture, what you wanted more than anything else was a tribute. To come, to come in a town where, where people lauded and celebrated you. Um, the flip side of that was what you didn't want was, was a tribute of shame where you were defeated or you humiliated and you still were, uh, went in procession in a parade around town except this time nobody cheered, they all jeered you. And in, in, and in this passage today, this day, we have, in this week's time, Jesus experiencing both types of 
of Bray, both types of events, the sort of the tribute of celebration and that, that shameful parading through the town. Jesus, who comes in as the Messiah, the King, the Victor, the waving of branches of palm, Hosanna, save us, bless us, the King who comes in the name of the Lord, the palm branches are signs of victory as he comes into the city of Jerusalem. And, and we, we oftentimes criticize the Pharisees for, for um, various things that they do, the religious leaders of that day. Um, and this time say, you need to tell your disciples to be quiet. And this time, they're not saying you need to tell your disciples to be quiet because, um, you know, you're, you're acting wrong, or you're being this way, or they're, they're very annoyed. They're saying, you need to tell your disciples to be quiet because you're going to attract attention of the Roman army, and they're going to come down and squash you, me, and everybody else. Uh, they understood the situation that this was an amazing event as people were, were throwing their garments, were putting branches of palm, were singing out, here's the king, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. They're acknowledging Jesus as the king. And as we hear in, in Luke's gospel, um, for the passion reading, Herod, if he is not in Jerusalem yet, he's certainly on his way. The king, quote-unquote, the king of that region is there. And yet they're calling out for this new king. And of course, Caesar is nothing. And they're proclaiming Jesus as the one who's coming. They're celebrating. They're rejoicing. It's amazing to think of Probably not people so much as coming out from Jerusalem, but certainly ones that have been following all the way to Jerusalem as he gets there, knowing that this is the place where it's supposed to all happen. And it is the place where it's supposed to all happen. It just doesn't happen the way we think that it should. It doesn't happen the way that we expect because instead of a coronation, instead of a military coup, instead of an enthronement on a political throne and a palace, the enthronement takes place on a cross. Shameful death, where Jesus is forced to carry that cross through town, through the city, out to the place where he'd be crucified, where he's humiliated, not just in Luke's gospel we hear, not just with the high priests and the scribes, not just Pilate, but even Herod and his soldiers as he's sent from one place to the next. Jesus 
could have just stopped it. For a little while, anyway, right? I mean, Herod couldn't wait to see him, it says. Herod's been wanting to see him, dying to see a trick, dying to see a sign. I've been hearing about this Jesus. I want to see something. And got questioned over and over and over, and Jesus just said nothing. Because the, the will of the Father had already been set. The betrayal had already taken place. I'm with you every day, and you come out in the cover of night with clubs and swords and army to arrest me. In Luke's gospel, maybe more than any other, we are the culprits. Our Herod sends him back, doesn't find any charge. Pilate keeps trying to turn him back. Says, I'll have him flogged. I'll give him back to you, but I don't see any, any reason to kill him. And the assembly says, crucify him. Crucify him. Give us Barabbas. And it's in this quick switch and Peter sort of just really sums it all up. His life, that example alone is uh, of betrayal. It's in every gospel. There's not very many things other, you know, that are in every single one of the gospels. We have the feeding of the 5,000 and obviously the crucifixion and resurrection. But, but a lot of these aren't in every, every gospel, not every event. But Peter's denial is in every gospel. Because it really sums up the followers of Jesus. It sums up us. I will never deny you. And then does. Three times. Even though, even though he's not shouting, crucify him, crucify him. The gospel showing that we all have a part of this. This swing from blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, to I do not know him. Crucible. But this is the glory of God. That the cross in its shameful death, this march of shame is the enthronement. It is the coronation. It is where the king of kings resides. For it is in this that he truly becomes king. As he takes on the sins of the world, as he defeats the powers of sin and death, the cross becomes that place of royal entry even more than Palm Sunday, even more than that time of 
garments and branches of palm being strewn across the road. When it was very clear the king was coming into Jerusalem. This day that goes to the place of the skull is the true enthronement where the king has come to reign. And we end with, and they rest on the Sabbath. Most of us know how the story ends. Spoiler alert. He rises. But if you didn't know, come back next week. We'll tell you a little more about it. But it's vital to come and walk these steps as, as even in our daily lives, we go through these swings day by day for just... How will we live? When we look at Jesus in the garden, sweating, blood, he's praying so hard. Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. But not my will, but your will be done. We have cups. Each of us have cups. We want God to take them from us. And sometimes God does. And sometimes God doesn't. And it's in those times where we go back and forth in the same way of, of how we praise God and deny God, either out loud or just in our hearts going, well, I know better. I'm going to do it this way. Let us live into that chance of victory each and every day, knowing now with confidence and hope that Jesus is the King of Kings. The victory has come, but not in a way that we expect, in a way of service and humility of obedience and suffering and of great love for all of us. For Jesus has come to die for the world that we might live forever in his glory. Hosanna. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Amen. Amen.